My name is Sean Jordan. Welcome to the Adaptive Outdoorsman Podcast. Here we'll be discussing the history and legacy behind disabled hunters, trappers, anglers, and how they adapt and persevere in the woods, on the line, and on the water. Uh, welcome, to, uh, Brett Reader. Um, we're live, and tell me, Brett, uh, how long have you been fishing for? Oh man, I'm 37, uh, 37 this year, and my, I mean, probably since I was three or four, I remember going that young with my dad. But I, uh, I got my own boat when I was about sixteen, and the rest is history. I mean, I've got three boys and I take them as much as possible. And luckily with work, I get, uh, I've got a decent amount of free time and able to take the family a bunch. So now, uh, now we were discussing earlier, have you been living in Florida your entire life? Yep. Yep. Born in Florida, uh, in Manatee County on the South end of Tampa Bay. So I'm kind of, I'm in an awesome spot for, for everything around here as far as fishing. I've got snook trout, redfish, um, tarpon, permit, uh, grouper, snapper. I mean, all the, all the good offshore stuff. We, we don't quite get the, the mahi and marlin sailfish every now and then a sailfish, but it's, it's not something a lot of guys are targeting. You got to go hundred miles off to get into that stuff. But yeah, that's one, that's one of those fish that I want to fish, but also I'm scared half to death. If I do it, I don't really feel like getting impaled. Yeah, it happens. Oh, I've seen a couple of videos and heard about that recent incident with the lady. I believe it was. She got impaled on the leg. Oh, I didn't hear about that one. Yeah, it was on Think Meteor. But, yeah. And so, you do uh, fishing commercially or do you do it just for... Yeah, recreational now. I, I was I was in the commercial mullet fishing for about 10 years. We had, it was a couple of us, two or three of us that were in on on some commercial mullet fishing, but the prices have gone to a point where it's not, there's too many people fishing them and not enough money to be made. So that's normally in between Thanksgiving and Christmas in our area, I'd be fishing for row mullet, but, um, 37, I, I, if the prices were good enough, I'd risk my back, but eh, yeah. it's not worth it anymore. Yeah. Uh, you said you're 37 years old. Yep. What, what month were you born? November. July. Yeah, I just turned 37 recently, so so technically you're you were born 84 then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, 85. <laughs> uh, so, what is the business uh, you actually do for a living then? So, I am a agriculture nutritional rep for a company that's based out of India. Uh, the company's UPL. My uh, the American headquarters is in Cary, North Carolina, and. I rep a line of products all the way from you know, tropical tropical fruits and vegetables in Homestead, Florida, down in South Florida, all the way to apples and grapes up in New York. So I've got everything in between. Nice. You ever do anything in Indiana? Oh, no, I don't. It's not part of my territory. That's considered the northern business unit. So it's just out of my just out of my territory. You're like I go here. I can't go here. Damn. <laughs> uh, so you've been said you've been fishing and taking your kids all. Every time. So what type of fish do you normally target? Well, around around here, around home, it's snook trout, redfish, tarpon. But when we go down to the Keys, it changes up. I mean, we're fishing on the reef will be mangrove snapper, yellowtail, black grouper. Um, offshore, we're, we've gotten, in the last few years, gotten really big into sword fishing. 
and yeah, we dolphin fish our way out, make a few sword drops, and then dolphin fish our way back in. So that's that's kind of the the deal there. But the day the day that this happened, we were uh, tarpon fishing out, kind of yeah. backwater fishing. So and then just we're catching some sharks on the side. Yeah, dolphin fishing. Never heard of that. Yeah, ma- mahi. Well, we ah. caught. I mean, it's funny you call them dolphin, and a lot of people. We had a girl down with us, and and she thought that dolphin were the actual porpoises that we saw. And, uh, uh, no, it's Mahi. Uh, I've had some Mahi one time. It was in one of those prepackaged deals. So probably wasn't as good as it should have been, which man, it's, uh, it's sad to say, but the majority of restaurants where you get Mahi, I mean, you're not, you're not getting fresh off the boat Mahi, even down here. It's, 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 uh, you know, a lot of people come to Florida thinking they're going to get fresh, you know, fresh caught fish that day. And it's just, pre-packaged disco or yeah. UF food stuff. It's pretty. Yeah. I've, uh, I'm starting to get into fish more or less, uh, smoking fish. Cause that's about the only way I know how to eat it, but I do a pretty good smoked salmon now. Um, so tell me about, uh, what was the lead up to the incident that with the shark? And just like, just like with anything else, you always, you always hear somebody say, yeah, you know, like when you're skiing, don't say this is our last run or, or, uh, you know, last bait, anything like that. Of course it was our, we were about ready to head to the house and, and it just happened to be a big shark come through. And so we threw a big bait for it and caught it. And, uh, it's, which I've, this is what's really nice about being on the podcasts and, and being able to tell the story. Cause I, on social media, you see me get bit, you see me do something stupid, which is put my hands down by its mouth, which obviously is the wrong thing to do. But, um, it gives me the opportunity to tell the whole story. So normally, which I, I I had the opportunity to say this the other day, there's three ways you can do it. One, you do what I did. You put your hands down there and you risk, you risk it. And that's that's clearly the most dangerous way. And I I paid the price for it. Number two, commercial D hooker. I mean, they make three foot long commercial D hookers. Um, they guys use them on the commercial boats all the time. I mean, or anybody that's having a D hook sharks all the time, either a pair of bolt cutters or a big D hooker, super safe, easy way to do it. The, the hook comes out of the shark pretty easy. Um, number three, cut the line, which most people are just going to cut the line if they get near the boat when, you know, Hey, it, I got hammered on social media because I cut the line in another video. I, I made a funny video cutting the line saying I learned my lesson and, and I cut yeah. it. Man, people hammered me for, for leaving a hook in the shark's mouth, which, you know, that's another, how you go back into It's like, how in the heck are you supposed to get the, sh- the hook out of the mouth when you have one hand? I mean, it's well, not like I said, that's commercial D hooker. I mean, that's the, uh, the right thing to have because then you hold the line and you can, you know, you, it slips over the line just like any other D hooker, except it's just bigger and you don't have to get near the shark. Yeah. So, but here's the crazy thing that people don't realize and that people, when they make comments online, they're not gonna, you know, you, you obviously can't, I don't, I'm not getting in an argument with anybody on comments, but, um, but do you know how many sharks that we hooked as bycatch while we were trying to fish for tarpon or anything else snapper and a lemon shark goes by and eats your bait? and snaps your 25 or 30 pound leader off. Nobody ever, nobody ever says anything about leaving those hooks in them. They don't care. But when you actively leave a hook, they hammer you. So you can't make everybody happy. Negligence. And the reality is, is it's not. Yeah. Yeah. 
yeah. Yeah. So how much does a uh, commercial D hooker cost? Oh, buddy, I don't know. Um, <laughs> if if I knew, I'd probably have one. I would imagine they're 40, 50 bucks, maybe a little, maybe, maybe a little more if they're stainless, but uh, yeah, I would say 40, 50 bucks if I had to take a guess. So it probably save me a bunch of money having one. Yeah. How, what, after the incident where you got hit, uh, how long did it take you guys to get back to shore? Probably 25 minutes. We were about, I would say we were eight to 10 miles north of, of where the marina was, where the ambulance picked me up. And luckily the tide was a little higher, so I didn't have to zigzag through all the bars. It's actually pretty treacherous to get back if it's low tide. And uh, luckily I was able to not have to do too much of that. But I'd say 25 minutes and then the ambulance was waiting for me at, uh, I don't remember the name of the marina, but it was on the next key down from us. And from there they took me to the airstrip on Summerlin Key. I had to wait about 10 minutes for the helicopter. Helicopter was the 42 minute ride to Jackson South in Miami. So really pretty quick to get to the hospital. So altogether, how many, how long did you say altogether till you got to the hospital? How long were you waiting with a cut up hand? Probably an hour and a half. I would say maybe two hours at the most. Cause I, I waited, I waited a little bit at the, you know, when they got me stable at the ambulance, once I got to uh, the Marina, they, they had to cut all the tourniquets that we fashioned out of, out of kids shirts and, and, um, they cut all that off and to, to see how bad the bleeding really was. And then they realized that it was, they needed to put another tourniquet on it, an actual tourniquet. Oof. And they gave me some fentanyl, which it, man, <laughs> I, I, I don't, I don't condone fentanyl use in any way, but man, it really, it really made it easier. Yeah. It took the edge off. Um, yeah, for sure. Now, now what, what, ha- uh, what did, did the doctor say about it? So when I got to the hospital, I was in the emergency room for, probably an hour and a half, maybe two hours. And the surgeon came in and he, they had done an x-ray, which the x-ray we're trying to get, I have a, the, it's funny. It's where we are with technology. The hospital sent in the mail, sent a CD with the pictures on it. And, and I, we were having a hard time getting, you know, getting the picture of my, of the pre-op x-ray, which was, would be crazy because my, my pinky was, my this it was twisted and wrapped underneath to start with which is when you hear me in the video say i lost my pinky it's because i couldn't see it i thought i thought it was gone it was wrapped it was wrapped around which i'll show you like i mean that's what i was looking at was that yeah so he's showing me just three fingers with a pinky wrapped underneath his hand which on his good hand for the viewer for listeners and yeah that video, I saw that, and I saw nothing but red. I'm like, yeah, that's not a good thing. Yeah, and the crate, the crazy part about the what I remember from it, and the pain of of what I thought he had, I would have never ever thought that he touched the top of my hand. I didn't. I had no idea that he touched the top of my hand. No, I thought he just got a hold of my pinky. So no, that shows you how sharp their teeth are. Oh, yeah, I saw in the video. I just saw that thing wrap its head. And- like a crocodile or an alligator turning around on you and just bite down and do a death roll. And it's like, holy cow, how did he not lose a, a, an appendage of some kind on there? Those things are 
Yeah, I have no idea. I thought for sure, which I I haven't been able to hear the pop in the in the video. I don't know if I'm hard of hearing. I need to turn it up really loud. I but I don't so many people have said they heard it. I don't think I've heard it. I'm going to have to go over and hear it again. But no, I just hear the freaking splashing of the water and the shark. And then that's, and then you, he gets loose and he goes. And then you, I hear the cussing. But obviously, I'm not going to blame you on cussing. I'm, I will not. Yeah, I'm not taking it. I'm not taking any of that back. Like, like no, I said, there's a lot no. of people that hammered me over, over cussing in front of my kids. And sorry, it, nope. it's going to happen. I can count. No, I can't count on a single hand where an adult in front of their children, if they get seriously injured, they're not cussing up a storm. Yeah. Afterwards, when they're done cussing, because what was it? Mythbusters stated that cussing actually helps with pain. Oh. Yeah. Well, so. I'm going to continue doing it then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like only under extenuating circumstances. Because normally with my son, we uh, if one of the his mother or I cuss in front of somebody. We either say bad daddy, no donut or bad mommy, no donut. And I started that with my nieces and nephews about 20 years ago. So huh. yeah, basically it's just a way to get the adults to stop cussing, which works to some degree. And then other ways it doesn't. So there is that, but yeah, when you get injured, you're cussing. There's no other way around it. Yeah, when I broke my foot walking through the woods, I think I said a cuss word, but I don't remember much of that because I had a 120-yard hobble out of the woods. Yeah, I had a hairline fracture in my metatarsal, and then it pretty much popped out, and I was still wearing a boot. And for four months, my first time turkey hunting last year, first day out. So my season was gone. Being out four months of work, getting paid for it was nice. But then losing all the vacation time in the process. <laughs> so uh, tell me about the recovery. How has that been going? Yeah, so there was hundred, just over 100 stitches in the hand, including tendon sutures and all that. They had to put four, the four top tendons back together and ligament damage in my pinky so what they've got me in right now is they've i mean I'm, my therapist will probably upset with me right now but they've got me in this it's a cast that's at a, where my wrist is at an angle to where my tendons don't stretch too much okay so the the hard thing right now is controlling the swelling uh it balloons up all the time I mean, it's it's really hard to keep from swelling I have to ice it every few hours yeah um, but i've got therapy twice a week and she absolutely wrenches on them and to stretch my tendons controlled stretch my tendons back out but i mean this is what mm -hmm. i've got the amount of movement in this hand total is this right here Oof. i mean i i can't yeah. even that's all i got for now and it's and i, I it makes me nervous thinking that i'm not going to get it back but every time i go to therapy she's you know by the time we're done you know she rubs rubs it and uh ices it and yeah. gets it moving and it and it's a lot more than that but but i'm i'm at this point i'm Happy i'm hoping that she's not messing with me that i'm actually going to be able to to get it back yeah do you think it's uh affected your fishing at all oh absolutely that's what i've got so 
I don't, I'm not a licensed captain, uh, but for work, I'm very fortunate that I fish, I've fished so much and I've got my own boat that instead of me chartering boats, I take my customers with me and it's better. It's a better experience for, for everybody. And, uh, and I've got guys calling wanting to go and I've, I've got to push it back till, you know, mid October, I would say before I can start actively. Cause I can't quite grab the reel. Oh, <laughs> I can try. I've tried. And, uh, but it, it's, I need, I, I need some more time. Oof. Yeah. And you just take your customers out there and bond with them and then tell them, Hey, this is what you're going to get. And it sounds like a good business. Why can't I do it up here? I'm sure you can. <laughs> Any special requirements to get the job? Oh, man. Uh, uh, it's sales experience. <laughs> then my cousin would definitely do that better than me, then. He's got the sales experience. <laughs> yeah. Do, does your job require you to make a uh, commission? Is it commission based? That's so it's. You look at it a couple different ways. I have the way the way it's set up is I have customers that I build relationships with and at the end of the day they're you know they're selling the product. I'm just helping them represent the product. So mm-hmm. I don't I'm not direct selling it to customers. Um, so there it's it, it would be a it wouldn't be an opportunity for commission, but it's 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 a good gig. Yeah. It sounds like it, being able to go fishing and bringing people with you. Now, were any of your customers with you the day of the incident, or was that just your family? Just family. I had me and my wife, Mandy. I've got a seven-year-old, five-year-old, and a two-year-old, all boys. So, I mean, I mean, it's a, it's a, like you say, you've got a tornado. I got, I got a few tornadoes. Uh, but yeah, they 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 love fishing, and then they they didn't miss a day. And we had my cousin Courtney and her two daughter, her daughter uh, Becca, with us, and that's what both of them were. It would have been tough with just me and Mandy because uh, Courtney was tying tourniquets, Mandy was keeping the kids up in the front, and, yeah. and Becca was calling nine one one, and I was dry. I had to drive, which is crazy. That's what a lot of people are wondering, you know, how that's possible. But it's it's crazy when the amount of people I've met you know, grown men that are, that would say, Oh man, I, if I looked at that, I would pass out. And it's like, well, yeah, but you got, two, you got two, your three kids and three women who they're not, not that they couldn't get me back, but they were all doing other things. They were all needed to do other things. It's like, what are you going to do? You're going to sit down and, you know, sit down and cry and pass out. No, make it happen. I was like, okay, uh, I, it's a hand. Okay. Somebody push the throttle forward. I'm going. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I've seen how to drive a boat a little bit, but it doesn't seem too terribly complicated to go over open water anyways. No, no. And just like I said, if the tide would have been lower and I would have had to zigzag through all the bars and and cuts and everything, it would have been a lot, a lot longer drive, but luckily it was high enough. You asked earlier about what exactly happened, and I went yeah. off on a crazy tangent about the three ways you can dehook sharks. So bear with yeah, me, right. but um, but the, no, the, what I was actually showing them where the in the video you can't really see it, but the shark is hooked in between his gills and his pec fin, oh. so he's not hooked in the mouth. If he was hooked in the mouth, 
you'd have a lot more control of his mouth. Yeah. So instead of having his mouth and having that control able to pull him sideways and grab him, it's he's hooked here. So he has all the movement. He's like a snake at that point. He can do whatever he wants. So, yeah, I was wondering that actually, because be, yeah, he's just not wriggling the way fish wriggle on a, on a line or a hook. Mm-mm. Yeah, he's hooked. Hooked. He's what we call foul hooked. He's foul hooked in the side, and and if he was hooked in the mouth, he would not have nearly that nearly that amount of movement available because you got you know so pretty 40 much pounds he, of pressure. Now, did he eat the bait or did he eat the fish that was on the hook? He ate the bait. It was a it was a bait for a shark, but he just happened. And they do that all the time. It happens all the time where you foul hook them. What they'll do is they'll as they're trying to find it. I mean, when you, when you actually watch a shark try to eat something on the bottom, they'll swim over it four or five times. They'll finally, you know, key in on it. And then they'll sit there and spin circles until they get it. Well, in the process of them spinning around, trying to find it, a lot of times they'll get wrapped up and get foul hooked. So, yeah, I mean, now, now for foul hooks, uh, does that take, uh, does it naturally fall out or does that stay with them for the rest of their life? So I've seen, which, and this is, I'm not a hundred percent here, but the, I guess the, the stainless hooks, they're never going to rust out. When I say never, I mean, I can't imagine they're not going to work their way out eventually, but, uh, but the majority of hooks, and I'm sure some people could dive into how long it takes for a hook to rust out. But I would venture to say that a foul hook, I mean, it would end up and get either caught on something else and maybe ripped out or eventually just wear a hole big enough to come out. I, I've, you've seen videos all the time where I, I see them all the time where, you know, shark asks for help from a diver and they'll, you know, flip it over and take the hook out of their mouth. I mean, you, some of the, some of the sharks on the reef down there uh, actually, which that was another thing I wanted to talk to you about is, man, I'm, my incident was complete not in any way a a unprovoked shark mine was not an attack mine no, was me were, being, yeah, yeah me being stupid and and got you know got caught for it there have been two weeks before we were in the keys there was a legit provoked attack very close to where we were at where i got bit hmm. a lady jumped out of her boat and must have jumped either damn near on one or on one and and got bit in the thigh ah. and she, you know, they had to do the same protocol for her, take her to, to the hospital and all the same guys that picked me up at the airport and the ambulance, they're all the same guys that picked her up. So, um, so that was a legit unprovoked attack. Then I got bit provoked, of course. And then there was another attack north of where I live at home up in either Homosassa, Crystal River. I'm not hundred percent sure she lost her leg. Uh, it took a, it took a chunk of her thigh and that was a, that was an unprovoked just bite. I mean, somebody got bit, not messing with them, just came up and bit her. And then here's the crazy part down in big pine on Lou key, which is the reef that's just South of us down there that we, that we go to all the time, a boy, a 10 year old boy with my, with the same name, last name as me, got his leg bitten off below the knee. They had to take it off below the knee. So and those were legit, legit unprovoked attacks. And uh, all within uh, so the same month. Yeah, and with the last name, people were calling me. Oh my gosh, did your son get bit? Because the last name Reader, and his name was Joshua Reader, I believe. Mm. But uh, but yeah, it was crazy. And those those what's 
what's even crazier is uh, those deserve a lot more publicity than mine. I mean, mine's I from Goober getting bit because you know, yeah. he was being dumb. Now, how much? How many shark attacks do you think happen uh, with uh, in Florida average? Oh man, I'm not. I'm not really sure. I know that they over on the East Coast, um, you know, kind of north of. I guess it would be from Jupiter north all the way to Jacksonville. I want to say where that water gets a little dirtier up there and there's a lot of surfing. Mm-hmm. I want to say that's that's probably the the key area where people are getting bit, but I don't know. I, I couldn't guess. Yeah. So you would just say it hap- it, it's part of Florida life pretty much on in the – Yeah, uh, well, anytime, I mean, anytime you're in – anytime you're in the water with them, you know, I, I've, we've been swimming with them in the Keys and lobstering and spearfishing. And I mean, off of, off of Tampa Bay, we're in the water with them all the time. And 99 times out of a hundred, they just want your fish. They know, they know what you are. Uh, they don't yeah. want to eat you. They don't want to bite you, but uh, you know, sometimes it happens. I think I read somewhere where they said it's them testing to see what you actually are and what type of sharks are around that area so we've got the main the main issue for bites i would say is bull sharks i mean bull, bull sharks are which hyper aggressive i believe yeah yeah super aggressive super territorial um a lot of times you'll hear stories of guys diving and spearfishing here where if it's a sandbar shark or a you know a black tip something like that most of the time there, if you shoot a fish or a lemon shark, which in my case, that's what, what I got bit by was a lemon shark. Lemon sharks all the time come through. Like we'll have, there's a lot of times where we'll, we'll shoot grouper down in the keys and they might get rocked up and it'll take you, you know, a few breath holds to go back down and get them. And it's not uncommon for a lemon shark to just swim over where you're at or swim next to you. And they're just looking for your fish. I mean, I think if, if they were out to bite you, if they really wanted to bite you, there'd be people getting bit daily. They're basically the scavenger birds of the sea, really. They say, ooh, free mail. I remember hearing a podcast recently where they were talking about how they were out in Hawaii, I believe, free diving, and they had to pay the tax man down there. Yeah, it happens. <laughs> yeah. Nobody got bit, but thank God. But uh, the sharks out there are way different than the sharks in the Florida Keys. Yeah. That's the, and the, the problem, I think, I don't know if they've got bull sharks out there, or mainly I mean, tiger sharks out there. I'd be, I would imagine those are probably the issue, but yeah. um, the bull sharks here, especially in the Keys, they have, you know, they've keyed in on, on especially yellowtail fishing, yellowtail, mutton, black grouper on the reef. If you're chumming and, you know, you catch a few fish, there's, there's been a lot of times where we just stop. You can't. I can't feed any more nice black grouper or nice mutton snapper to sharks. It just breaks my heart. So, yeah, um, you you pull up you pull up three or four, you know, keeper black grouper just heads, and then it's like ah, uh, we're we're done with that. So they yep. they got it figured out. Yeah, that's uh, that's uh, sad for the fishing. And on that note of fishing, you are actually the first uh, saltwater fisherman I've had on. Well, I uh, just. I know it's not really that monumentous, but for me it is. I got a guy that does king salmon fishing up in uh, Lake Superior, a buddy of mine, Scott Evans, which his episode was just recently. So 
he is the vice president of Hunters for Life up in Michigan. So the, he does ice fishing and he's legally blind. Yeah. So imagine having him come down and help. Yeah, man, that's no, that's that's great. That's crazy, and it's amazing what what people can do after a, a disability like that. Well, for his uh, blindness, it's not uh, complete blindness. It's like uh, he, way he described it: starlight. So the set, everything in the center is out of uh, not. I believe the way he said it was, you can't see. He can't see what's focused in but he can see around him basically. So driving is out of the picture. He needs a specialized lens to be able to see the, uh, uh, like a, when he goes hunting, he needs a specialized video lens to be able to see the target. Because obviously if you're sh- utilizing a crosshairs on something, you can't focus in on it. Or tying a knot. I would imagine tying knots would be tough. <laughs> You'd have well, to tie them over here. Oh, I think he probably just ties them like, yeah, like this. And he knows what he's doing. He's done yeah. it enough times. He's, he runs a sawmill and everything. So, oh wow. Yeah. So he's a jack of all trades. I'll give him that. Yep. <laughs> uh, now, uh, obviously how I met you was through social media. You said your first TikTok was banned. Oh man. TikTok has been, is brutal well and i just don't understand i'm not a social media guy at all i mean i have i have them my wife made them for me but as far as being of any sort of presence i just don't yeah i'm, I'm kind of i'm in the age group of where i mean i hate to say this but i don't really want anybody to know where i'm at or what i'm doing i mean there's really no reason to yeah. show everybody what you're doing every day and then that's another thing that we're kind of fighting with down here and 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 this is just me getting old but you know, there's a lot of stuff that a lot of us that are in our thirties or, or the older, even the older guys, I can't imagine how they feel. You know, they had to figure this stuff out on their own and, yeah. and you can go get a tutorial on YouTube on how to do stuff that people did for a long time with just having to figure it out on their own. So I'm, I'm as far as social media, I never had anything. So the question that I had for TikTok was Mandy put the video up it got taken down for violating community guidelines, which what I didn't understand is that she put all of them on mine. I have all the same videos on mine and mine did not go viral on mine uh, on, yeah. which I take this back. Once they started getting banned or once they started getting uh, taken down, she put them on another page under me and they didn't go viral at all. I mean, they're, they're getting almost no, almost no views, but on hers, they went viral millions of views. The video gets taken down in the process of when the video was taken down, it started popping up on other people's TikToks Hmm. as original content, not, not a stitch or duet or whatever that's called. I don't know. I'm not not up with the the verbiage, but it was original content on other people's pages. And they wouldn't, they weren't taking theirs down. So my video was on somebody else's page while the video on my wife's page was being taken down. So she put it back up. She'd appeal it, put it back up. They'd take it down again. And then just showing pictures of which on TikTok all the time, they took pictures of stitches getting taken out. So we took a couple stitches out and put it on a video because some people want to see it. They took that down. Um, They put a picture of my hand 
which this looks really, I mean, this is gross, but this looks really good compared to what it was, you know, two weeks ago. So we just did a picture showing my hands, just going like this. The before and after. Yeah, before and after. Or look at, you know, this is a decent one, this is not. And they took that down and they banned her permanently from TikTok. So in the time frame of all the videos getting banned, other people on TikTok were getting 15, 20, 30 million views with my video. And I just, and Mandy was banned and I just don't, I don't understand in any way how it works. So that's, that's what's more frustrating is it's just, uh, just not understanding it. And you can't do anything about it either. You can't, I mean, you send an email and they send you a, uh, a generic response and you might get back on, you might not. And luckily, you know, a couple nights ago, they emailed her back and said, yeah, you're able to get back on. So, and they put everything back up. So, but we missed, we missed three, well, she was banned for a month. She was permanently banned for a month. So, so we missed, we missed a month of, you know, exposure and, and all that to it. So it's just weird. So she's real big in TikTok. No, not at all. It was just, it just happened to be the one video we had a, we had some family down there with us and the one girl was like, you guys got to put this up. People are, if people see this, it's going to go crazy. And sure enough, yeah. quick. Get your name out there more. That way you get, uh, if you wanted to do fishing guiding and whatnot, you could. <laughs> which that's what, it's so funny. People have asked. Oh man, we want to come fishing with, oh, and which is such a horrible nickname, horrible nickname, but Pinky. People start calling <laughs> me Pinky down in the Keys. When I was down there on vacation, the the people in the canal were recognizing me when I went by because I had my arm up in a in a oh, yeah. sling off my tower, and and there was a bunch of other you know social media posts like, oh, we found him. Here he is. Here's Pinky. And uh, but yeah, there's been a bunch of people that say, yeah, I want to go. I want to fish with Pinky. That's ridiculous. Well, I was uh, nicknamed Crazy Legs in high school because of my bilateral club feet. So I understand the nicknames too much. I just call you by your name, so that's good enough for me. Gotcha, man. Thank you. Yeah, Yeah, I understand uh, scars on body parts. My feet, both of my feet have scars on them. So, yeah, that didn't even phase me seeing the scars. Now, seeing the uh, blood and whatnot, I don't know why, but if it's not your own body, yeah. It just, it, it's weird, isn't it? You, you see, it's not your own body. That's when you get the uh, knives up the back feeling, but yeah, the cringe, the cringy feeling. Yeah. But when it's you, you're like, son of a, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, did you want to plug any, uh, social media, see where anybody would like to find you or do you want to stay hidden? I, I believe it's, I believe it's at, I don't know, man. I'll tell you what I'll do. <laughs> I'll, I'll email I think it to I, you. Well, I think I got you on here for uh, yeah, Instagram, obviously. So I can probably pull it up as fast as you can, too. So yeah, I, isn't it terrible? I don't even know it. Oh, this, is, this is what's crazy. That's actually Reader Brett with three Ts. Okay, perfect. Yeah, there's no uh, anything and then, uh, you know, no spaces or anything like that, which is cool. And then... Also showcases to follow your wife's uh, TikTok. So, did you want to read it if it shows up? <laughs> yeah, and that's that's at Reader Mandy with two Y's. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yep. 
So licensing or uses of content. Contact Viral Hog. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's the crazy thing. We we sold the video. Um, we sold it. We got a we got two we got three offers to buy the video, and you know I, I talked to a an attorney. I was like, "What's what do you think?" And they're like, "Well, you you weren't going to make anything beforehand, and now you, you might, can. As, might as well." And now now if you put it in their hands, then it's it's all on them to be able to control who can have it and who can't. Which that's what's so crazy is with social media. If you really wanted to, if you really wanted it, you could just go get it off social media and it not be an issue. But I guess the news organizations with playing it on, on TV, I guess that's a different story. Yeah. Well, this way you can get it off of other people's uh, social media because now they can flag it and. Yep. And they did. They did. Whenever we, when we signed the contract, it was almost immediate. There was a bunch of people who got them, got it taken down quickly. Wow. Now I'm not going to ask the price on how much you got, but was it uh, a lot no, more than No, well, you that's thought? what we're gonna. So I'm gonna I'm gonna do a video of all the bills. I mean, I hell, I can't even. It's gonna be so much at this point. I mean, thank God my company with insurance and, and the situation that I'm in. I'm so I'm so fortunate to be able to have, you know, um, not have to take on the full brunt of a helicopter ride all the way to Miami, uh, but. Uh, yeah, that'd be but yeah, we haven't got the bill for that one yet, but we thought about doing we thought about doing a, a you know like an update on how much this whole pinky deal cost. Move from cost to finish and everything, but yeah, and then you sold the video, and you probably got a pretty penny for the video then. Or obviously, we're not going to ask for exact price on that. And that and that's a uh, as far as it's all on usage. It's all on how much more more it gets. You know. Purchased yeah. by news agencies or, or whatever, whoever wants to play it. Huh. Well, that's cool. Well, so I hope to see uh, a full recovery, hopefully. But, yeah, yeah, I appreciate yeah. it. And I hope that you've adapt, you adapt to the situation if unforeseeable incidents happen or whatnot. Yeah. But uh, it should be, it looks good. I mean, Looks better than what it did in the video. So, oh my gosh, yeah, that's what my, my see to me. It still looks so. I mean, it looks awful with being swollen and just the pin still being in. And my my wife, when she sees it, she's like, "Oh my gosh, that looks so good." And yeah. Like, uh, well, thank you, Brett, for coming on, and tell my listeners: remember, stay adaptive.